Hi, this is Joseph Kalea, and you're listening to the CVH podcast. You are indeed. Yes. Thursday, March 31st. And you're listening to the CVH podcast. All right. March 31st. <laughs> oh. I'm not a procrastinator. I'm really not. I am a I am a preparer. Anybody who listens here knows that I'm a preparer, over-prepared. And I know that every gig, I'm always like, oh, God, I, I walk in the room and I think I'm going to be the least prepared, and oftentimes I'm the most prepared. But in, the, <laughs> in this uh, um, current situation that I find myself in, my Rake's Progress score, um, I'm, I'm, I am behind I'm behind, and it's and it's getting to me. And a wonderful human being that I know said, "The cure for anxiety is preparation." And uh, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not on top of my shit right now, and um, uh, it's causing me anxiety. Um, I don't. I, I'm uh, the pressure is there. Normally, I'm way ahead of this. But this score is fantastic, and I know it, and then I close the book, and then I don't know it. <laughs> I know it when I'm looking at it, and that's a, pro- that's a problem. That's a real problem in our business. You really got to know it when you're not looking at it. That's the, t- <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> this has been a whirlwind uh, two weeks in New York. I've never been busier in my whole life. I mean, that might be, that might be extreme, but damn near close, and... Uh, Look, we put up a show in in um, effectively nine, uh, eight days, and you know it's a remount. So you know the crew is ready, the the production side is ready, but you need to plug in singers. Now we have five or six singers, five uh, five singers who've done this production before, and so even they are. It's not that they're not giving you their full energy, but they're they're not in the creative process. They're just in the perform process. And for those of us who've never done it before, we're in the creative process. And we and we're not even. It's it, we, yes, we're giving. We're, we've been given room to create, but also you just got to get the show up. So just tell me where to go. You know, it's it's a lot of like, okay, what happens next? What happens next? And and there's moments for art in there to to make it personal and create, but. Um, it's, it's, um, you know, it's pretty well set. And so we're just trying to throw this thing together. And, and one of our cast members has never done the role before. And so there, there's a, um, uh, an added pressure, um, for them and for the people around them, frankly, because we are not using a prompter and that I really don't know why we're not using a prompter. I've not fully investigated why there's no prompter for the show. I don't know if it's a, a space issue or what, but, um, yeah, it was a four-hour gig. <laughs> it's a lot of words, and that prompter is just like a little—it's like a little friend at your feet to make sure uh, if the train goes off the tracks, they'll get you back on. Now the train's not going to go off the tracks, but um, I suppose it could. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> uh, but th- this is um this this is a lesson for um, young singers. I have been in every type of rehearsal process. I've I've been in the eight week new production in Europe process where you know you literally you literally have two months to build a show, and uh, this is a nightmare. Uh, this personally for me, 
this is a nightmare because you often walk in and the director opens their score for the first time <laughs> on day one and they you know start start reading the synopsis in front of you and you go oh boy <laughs> this is gonna take a minute um I've I've been in what we call Vita Aufnahme in Germany where you're just throwing something up in a few days something that's been in repertoire for a long long time and you get your directions and you go there's no there's no time for creating you're just uh you're getting plugged into something that's already operating and that's that's a little more intimidating but but um in a way it happens with um um, you know, very standard repertoire things you've done before, and you just sort of jump in, and and it it often goes very very well, um, if a little hairy. Um, I've been in a situation where there's no rehearsal, where you are the one jumping in to something already in progress, already in performance, and somebody goes down, and you have to come in and save the day, and and or hopefully save the day, and 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 that is that is personally stressful. Um. This current one is like, you know, halfway between Vita Aufnahme and a new production. Well, it's not halfway. It's a lot closer to the to the latter, but um um, um it's um it's a quick one. It's a quick one. And so um what are the what are the worst things that could happen? Well, you could have somebody who doesn't know their their role. Uh that's a nightmare. So that none of the, that doesn't exist here. Everybody is uh completely professional and can and has performed uh, in hundreds of shows and and can do this, so that's there's no fear in that. Um, you want to make sure the show is good, right? You want to, you want to. We need to make sure that it's a that it's a, an amazing performance, and you and you have to you have to fast forward the process of of creating so that everything feels. Um, I hate this word, but if, so that everything feels organic, so that you, nobody looks like they're on stage going, "What do I do next?" Uh, it needs to. It needs to. We need to be telling the story in real time, and and the, the only way you can tell the story in real time is if you know it cold. <laughs> uh, and so, um, this group that I'm a part of, and I, you know, I tell you the truth. I tell you when it's not going good. Uh, th- this group is in an incredible group of professionals, where everybody has just come in and slam dunked uh, their their mission. And uh, we had our we had our uh, zits probe yesterday, and I and I. We finally heard everybody really sing out. You know, people kind of uh, sing or not sing at their at their own uh, pace here. Nobody's looking for anybody to sing fully out until the orchestra is in front of you. That's that's just the way it is, especially at at a place like this where you're you know no, everybody's supposed to have the job they have, and um, and so nobody nobody's under scrutiny. And so yesterday was the first day that we really heard everybody sing, and. I, it's it's going to be great. It's just going to be a great show. Uh, the the every time somebody opened their mouth, you could see uh, the show get lifted a little bit higher, uh, which is which is not exactly what I thought this was going to be. You know, you think because we had last minute changes and we had um, you know it's 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 um, it's a it's a group that's coming together very quickly and it doesn't need to gel and it really is. Uh, we have we have found the humor. We've found the timing. Um, you know, other than just one, one, uh, major singer, everybody has done it many times. And so we can bring that information to our characters. And, and, and this is a, this show is amazing. You know, if I'm, if I'm doing a production, I will often need to put a lot of notes in my score as to the stage direction. Um, um, just, just because there's, there's plenty of times in opera where you're sort of going against your natural instincts. If you're, if you're following a, 
a director's production and you're trying to do, especially if they're standing in front of you and they want something specific and it's not necessarily your instincts, you can either fight that battle or do what they want. And you need to pick your battles because you're, you're, you're never going to win them all. And so oftentimes you're just doing something that's a little bit counterintuitive to what your natural instincts would be. It's not a bad thing. It's just something you have to deal with. And 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 that that's when I need to write it down because if it's not natural, I will forget. And um, and I and I admit freely, and this is without uh, superlative speaking. Um, I haven't written. I haven't wrote. I haven't written. I have not. <laughs> I have not written any anything down in my score because this is completely designed to go with uh, the natural instincts of the text. Um, and so, um, what I'm, what I'm left to believe, and I didn't work with, with, uh, Richard, I the, the original producer of the show. I don't know him. Uh, what I'm led to believe is that he knew this text inside and out. That's, that's my, um, that's my, uh, unprofessional assessment of, of, uh, of what happened because there's nothing I do that isn't completely organic to what I'm saying. And uh, that's the that's the best show to jump into, where your natural instincts are correct, and and then you can just go and work. and And we've had this um, um, our our the assistant director Sarah, who was on the original production, put put us together. and And what's so joyous about her, and she is a joyous human, one of those people that's smiling just as big at the end of the day as she was at the at the beginning of the day. And that's I love being around people like that. and And what's so wonderful about her is that she loves this show. And she loves um, Mozart, and she loves this story. And so, when when we're running a scene, she is hysterically laughing the whole time. And and maybe some of that is to build our confidence, but it, it I don't think so because it's so genuine. She really truly enjoys it. And when we're working, when we're when we're doing something, uh, in the first couple of times we're doing it, in the first week we're doing it, like now, um, to see the reaction of the of the people up in the front enjoying it. The production table is laughing. Then that that really inspires you to go further. You know, go further into your instincts. And and the laughs have been getting bigger in the last in the last uh, week or so. And I'm absolutely certain we have a top rate show. And because it's a remount, the it's forgotten is the wrong word, but it it does it does it doesn't get as much attention within the opera house as it did the first time it came around. And so to that end, it's kind of hidden in a way. Just trying to get it back up on its feet with a few new people and 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 continued success, um, uh, and so you, there's you don't feel any pressure from from the the opera house uh, as if it were new, and and so to that end you can create more. It's a it's an interesting um, dynamic for sure, and uh, I'm absolutely certain we have <laughs> we have a first rate show, uh, in and and that was made possible by preparation what I said before there's nobody anxious in the room or if they if there is uh, they they're very good at hiding it because um, the, the room is uh, joyous and productive and and um, functioning high and uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it and I and I remembered how much I love this guy Figaro I'm I'm uh, we're old friends now <laughs> What I learned very quickly in the first week is that the the first time I sang Figaro was 19 years ago. Actually, I think it was 19 years ago this 
Mm, I mean, like within a, within a week or so. Uh, that was the first time I did it. And and so I know this guy, and I know what's required of him, and it's physical. Uh, you know, the first day we walked in, uh, Sarah said to me, you know, Figaro is not, he's not older than 29. That's what she said. <laughs> and somebody got on me recently saying that I talk about age too much um, or obsess about age, and, and that may be true, but, um, uh, you know, Figaro is kind of, crawling all over the floor in the first act there's a lot of crawling and lifting and carrying and youthful energy and it's not to say that I can't act um it's it's to say that just getting off the floor from when you're 24 years old to when you're 42 years old uh it takes an extra second (laughs) and for somebody a big guy like me who's been through knee surgeries and and um uh you know had had a couple of uh, injuries over over my over my youth uh my knees don't work as quick as they used to uh, if they ever did if they ever move quick i don't know but uh they certainly don't move as quick as they as they once did and and so um i feel it <laughs> i could sing this i could sing this opera 3 times in one day if i just had to stand there no problem 3 times i guarantee you i could do it uh but the <laughs> but doing the first act uh, is not something I ever want to do twice in a day again. <laughs> oh, you have to like, um, you have to channel your youth. And, you know, there's just this one moment where I've been laying on my back and kind of um, um, Susanna is 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 sitting on me and, and, and we're giving each other a hard time. And it's very playful and loving and cute and all that. And then she gets up and kind of like, calls for me to come over to her and I'm supposed to get up in a, in that, you know, come hither way, you know, like she's, she's, um, she's over there dancing a little bit and I'm supposed to be enamored by that. And I go running over to her. And and so I have to go from laying down on the stage to over to her in a couple of steps. And (laughs) I, you know, there's just no, there's no jumping up (laughs) from laid down to standing on my feet. It takes a couple of beats Oh, I remember taking karate when I was a little kid, you know, like little kid karate. And, and, um, I remember we'd be like kneeling and then they would shout for us to get up. And there were some kids in the room that could go from kneeling to standing, like in a bounce, they would just like bounce up and then they'd be on their feet. And (laughs) I think I'm in my head, that's how I'm supposed to get up (laughs) in the show. And, um, it's just not that way. (laughs) You have to like sit up and then kind of like move to your side and then get your hands under you and uh, push up, you know, in my, my ass. I have to I have to aim my ass, you know, to the side of the stage so that I'm not showing the audience my tired ass trying to get up. <laughs> you know, the rest of it is pretty much on my feet. Uh, and so and so I can. I can well act youthful exuberance um, on my feet, but going from going from prone to standing, uh, I, I think you'll see. I think you'll see my age. And this is funny. I'm going to be doing this production, you know, at least a couple years from now too. I think I have two more times with this production, and so that it might even be three or four. I want to say it's four years from now. And I thought, forty-six-year-old Figaro. Okay, all right. 
you know, I I know that Ferruccio Fulanetto sang this until he was in his sixties, and that and you know, t- to that end, I go great. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I I don't, I never saw him do it uh, in his sixties, so I don't, I don't know how he got off the floor, but <laughs> oh man, it's one of those things. It's such a bitch, you know. For the for the first ten years of my career, they were painting the gray in, and in the last. Um, Four, they're painting it out. You know, I only had a few years in between where uh, my hair color was correct, uh, and now, and now they're 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 painting the, the <laughs> painting the gray right off of me. And you go, man, am I ever going to be the right age for what I'm doing? <laughs> Why am I always playing against my age? Figure I was supposed to be 29 max. <laughs> I started laughing. You know, one of the first things I ever did was Bartolo in this show, and in, 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 in our production, he's the oldest person in the cast. Uh, a base career goes in reverse. You start off with old men, and you end with young men, I guess. I think there'll be a transfer back. I'll go back to playing old men. I saw I saw uh, John Relier, a great friend of mine, incredible bass the other day, sing the Grand Inquisitor, and John's only a couple years older than me, and, and he was singing the Inquisitor, and they in this Met production, the Mick Vicker production, they made him a monster. I mean, a monster. He looks like he's 112, and he's got he's got the bald cap on, but then like the really scraggly, white, thin wig, and he contorted his face, and he's got these two canes, and he just looked... He really, truly looked like a monster. And then John opened his mouth and roared, and it raised the hair on the back of my neck. I couldn't write to him fast enough to tell him what I thought of it because I thought, this is the new bar for the Grand Inquisitor. Man, it was so moving. He just he came in and just, he stole the scene is what he did. Uh, it was it was a, a impressive, impressive performance. And, and uh, John's not 112 years old. He's only a few years older than me. But I think it's easier to, <laughs> I think it's easier in our 40s to play old. <laughs> it's easier to play old than play young, in my humblest of opinions. But I'm I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to still be hired for the young man gig, even if I even if my knees don't feel that way. Uh, it's been a quick quick process here. We got a good show. It's uh, opening on Saturday. Uh, I can't wait. There's going to be some kind of broadcast. Um, you know, like Sirius Radio or Saturday Broad, but I'm not sure, but there's ways to hear it. I'm sure you can find it. You you can find it. And if you don't find it and you follow me, I'm bound to put something up, um, as singers are wont to do. You rarely have to go look for something. Generally, somebody's going to present it. I love you for listening. Thursday, March 31st, um, my people get to... New York on Saturday, so I'm going to have my boy in New York with days off, and we're going to go train hopping, because that's what he wants to do. Train hopping in New York. I don't know if it's as safe as it used to be. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to go in broad daylight and hope to not get robbed. Uh, Everybody, have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. All right, thanks. Bye.
Chance. Rise above